433 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. We're continuing our conversation with Mr. Zach DeBoer. As we said earlier, he is a uh, just announced and the first announced candidate for city council. He's going to be running in the Central District. Those elections are coming up in the spring. Uh, I believe the first round is April 10th. Runoffs would be May 1st. Um, we don't know who you're going to be running against, Zach. No. We, we have no idea. No, and I, I wanted to get out of the gate early. There you go. You know, you I got I, in. I, I think whenever, you know, usually what, January, February, March, yeah. even sometimes yeah. for those announcements. But I think around those times, that's when you're, you know, really scrambling to get your team together and making sure you raise those money mm-hmm. and all the money. And uh, I really wanted to get a, a running start to really kind of let people know that I was running and uh, give them that opportunity to engage with me and uh, so I can learn more about the Central District and cool. the problems that they might face. Uh, I should say that the current, occupant of that seat is michelle erpenbach and uh she is term limited so that's why she's not running again so open seats man that's that's the opportunity that's right the time um now uh tell people about yourself we don't really know who zach DeBoer is where'd you come from man uh i came from brandon all the way from the, the village of brandon <laughs> oh my god yes so i i'm i'm not a, a sioux falls native but uh well, like we say close enough that's i I count that all as as being Sioux Falls. Native, it, so. Fridays and Saturdays, this is where I was anyway. So. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, so you grew up in Brandon. Yeah, that's went right. To Brandon High School. Yep. What were you doing? What did you do? What's your interests? Uh, I was a, an art kid. I uh, was part of art club. Uh, you know, I took AP art and uh, was heavily involved in that side. I was a I was in marching band too. Oh, cool. Yeah. I was too. Just trying to rep all my cool all my yeah. cool accolades there. Yeah. I played trombone. <laughs> <laughs> nothing nothing says cool kid like uh art and band yeah right no you were and music that's where you got your uh your connection right that's right um so then you got out of high school and where'd you go uh i went to school at the university of south dakota um go yotes uh but uh, i went there for art education and so uh when i graduated i actually taught in the sioux falls school district for two years uh, I was part-time. I was like 0.7, so I was mm-hmm. there most of the day, and I taught over at Memorial Middle School and one class period at Edison. So I did that for two years. Was that fun? It was. Um, you know, uh, when I say I taught middle school art, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people shudder. Yeah. Uh, but I, I like I like middle schoolers. That's cool. So you mentioned your wife earlier. Yes. You should probably say. I should. Introduce I'm, I'm your wife. She's not here. One of the listeners for sure know. right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who's your wife? Uh, my wife is Molly O'Connor. Uh, she is amazing. Uh, she's a graphic designer. She works for a company called Lemonly. And they're mm-hmm. downtown. They're a graphic design uh, uh, media yeah. agency. And they have a lot of cool clients like Major League Baseball and Marriott and Netflix and all sorts of cool stuff. It's a very hip place. It is. So you're connected to all the hipsters. Yes. The hipsters. That's, that's good for you. Um, <laughs> so you got involved with urban planning. Uh, you talked a little bit about that earlier. One of the things that you, where uh, I think I first met you at some measure, is uh, the main avenue, rear entry parking and the different bike lane. Yes. Tell people what that was or <laughs> is. Um, yes. So, uh, gosh, it was, it was a little over a year ago, last year. Um, I... I have this interest in urban design and, and you know, redesigning streets uh, that kind of favor pedestrians and, and favor uh, development and, and, and that sort of thing. So Main Avenue from uh, 3rd, which is about uh, where the Ransom Church is, if you're familiar with that, all the way up the hill to uh, the former location of the bakery, 
was uh, a, a very wide, wide, wide street. You know, there's parking, parallel parking on both sides, a north and a southbound lane, and a turning lane. What you were turning into, I'm not sure. There's not a lot to turn into. Right. Uh, and so uh, I, I, with all the activity kind of happening at the bakery, uh, with Food Truck Fridays or any of the other kind of public events that they did, uh, I really wanted to use that opportunity to uh, redesign that streetscape that would favor people actually going up there. There was a lot of uh, buildings along that along that stretch that were either vacant or older that could use a little, a little love and, you know, I'd love to see fill up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought this was a, a, a kind of cool way to encourage that sort of behavior. And so, and so you got the city council to agree or the planning department, or the street department or whomever. Oh, they all had to sign off. On yeah. It. it was, it was a long, long process, but it was back in parking. Yeah. Back, you backed in into, into, uh, uh, slotted. Yeah. Into angled parking. angled parking. Thank you for the word. And something I should have done, which, uh, so this is, yeah, it's, it, I, I refer to it as back in angled parking. So. Uh, you know, it's like half the step of parallel parking. You back up in your spot and then you're done. Yeah. Uh, but for some reason, that was met with. Oh, anytime you talk about parking of any, whether it's the amount of parking spaces or a parking ramp or back-end angled parking, there's there's always going to be critics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. going to be critics of everything. People That's are very passionate about their parking. We're here with Zach DeBoer. He is uh, an advocate for some uh, different uh approaches to urban planning particularly in sioux falls as we grow and change um you what did you i have a question from off the social media off the twitter on p lally show on twitter uh this came from minus car what did you learn from that main avenue experience because we should note it has now been changed that's right yeah so uh you know it, it was it was a big learning experience i mean one from in order to make that change happen first i had to redesign it talk to you know traffic engineering say is this possible they said yes but you have to get uh, approval from 80 percent of the property owners on both sides of that street uh, and so that meant knocking on doors you know cold calling people getting them to sign off on this thing and so that that was really the longest process part of it you know that took two months just to track some of these folks down to hit that 80 percent uh you know and then obviously there's the the public aspect of it of convincing people and showing people that this is a safer way to park a better use of space you know it allows us to put a bike lane in uh something that was missing there uh and it also will slow down cars uh, with that being a neighborhood you know there's apartments that are right there there's a neighborhood right at the top of that hill tower park mm-hmm. places where kids you know play and run around and are uh and and we had cars that were going very fast and oh so, they still do oh yes definitely and so th- it was a uh, you know in coordination with that I, I planned a big event called What's Up, uh, you know, referring to Uptown. Uh, and, you know, your, your basic block party, we had uh, food trucks and artists and uh, mm-hmm. later babes uh, played yeah. um, uh, outdoors there. So it was, a, it was a cool event. It was also like 98 degrees <laughs> Yeah, in you the can, shade. <laughs> you can never control the weather, right? But, uh, yeah, and so that lasted for a while. And, and uh, the parking spaces I personally had to paint uh, – Something oh, really? I, something, you had to be yeah. out there with the, the roller thing <laughs> the, on the yeah, pavement? Yeah, so what I learned was once I got that approval, I went to council. They said, great. And something I had offered to traffic engineering before was saying that, you know, I want to see this happen. And even if you don't have the funds to make it happen, I'll paint it myself. I'll go buy paint and, and do it. And, and they didn't have money left in that fund. The money pool for striping a street 
is a different money pool from striping parking spaces. There's a little, little known fact for you. Yeah, well, there you go. City two trivia. totally different businesses, and two different out of contracts. Money. They're out of money in one. And so they, they, they restriped the street. They painted the bike lane, uh, but the angled parking was up to me. So <laughs> That's pretty uh, funny. I, I bought a bunch of cardboard. I made a big 16-foot uh, stencil. Yep. Uh, bought $250 worth of street marking spray paint uh, and uh, personally stenciled. Jeez. 60 to 70 lines, maybe more. How long did that take? It took, it took uh, you know, like nine hours total. And, <laughs> wow. and like I said, it was, it was swelteringly hot. <laughs> so so it, maybe I was moving a little slower than yeah. it would have been. What um, then did they tell you when they decided to not to do it anymore? Uh, well, I found out that they weren't going to do it anymore. Uh, you know, I had been kind of sending emails, check-ins kind of after after the winter, those lines were looking a little rough. You know, this wasn't mm-hmm. uh, professional grade paint. This was, this was Ace Hardware st- <laughs> stuff that I bought, and uh, uh, I'd kind of been checking in to say, "Hey, when are you going to get out there and paint them again?" Right. Uh, because they're looking faded, and this yep. is already confusing for people if it's fading. Uh, and didn't hear back for a little while, and eventually got noticed that they had decided to return it back to parallel parking, but keep the parking or the uh, the bike lane. Yeah. Um, and uh, the reasoning was just uh, that the bakery was no longer in business and that uh, they had spoken to some of the property owners who said they wanted it back. And uh, so unfortunate that, you know, all that, that work and sweat uh, was gone, but we did get to keep that northbound bike lane, yep. uh, which is, is still at least a, a half win for me. So, and you had a conversation about yeah. broader topics and you didn't get shot down right away. So in some That's ways right. it's a victory. It is. Yeah. What, you know, it gets to this issue. How can you change the habits and patterns of average citizens? You know, people, uh, they don't like to change very much. So how do you, you know, as an advocate for urban planning and different planning and different, you know, ways to do things, how do you get people to change the way they do it? Kicking and screaming is usually how (laughs) it happens, but, um, you know, a, a lot of these things, uh, I, I'm a big proponent of, of, of pop-up installations, you know, of, uh, it's also called like guerrilla urbanism, mm-hmm. uh, where we do these kind of temporary installations mm-hmm. of these things. So we create bump outs or we create parking lane lines that are meant to wash away, crosswalks, uh, those sort of things, uh, like as proof of concept right? to kind of show if we do this, we'll have a safer, better right. street. I saw some uh, cycling advocates uh, built a bike, a protected bike lane out of uh plungers yeah yeah you i'm know, familiar with that story then that's that's absolutely something i've uh, bookmarked <laughs> yeah you should do that that's pretty cool um uh w- one thing i was going to ask you about though is did you like what they did with the rest of main avenue what the city is doing with main avenue Are the you road re- diet yeah the road diet. absolutely yeah i mean and i i think that that's already paying off uh yeah. as far as activity and spreading that uh uh that activity from just Phillips Avenue now mm-hmm. over to Maine, I think with Mackenzie river there, obviously Lemonly is now uh, yeah. right in front there on the corner. You've seen a lot more activity on Maine Avenue. And, and it slows down traffic. It does. Uh, we now, had three lanes going one way yeah. with, with parallel parking on both sides. That's, that's room to land at an airplane. Yeah, it was, it's a big street. Yeah. Um, and some folks may not be totally happy with that, but you, it doesn't slow you down that much. No. And, and, Anytime, you know, that's that, that's always the thing. It's like, well, I, I got to get to where I'm going faster. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I don't want to slow down. 
at Ooh, the end stop. of the day, yes, exactly. At the end of the day, I think the if you can argue that uh, you know human life and safety is much more important than you getting somewhere two minutes earlier, uh, that that's that's an easy conversation to have. We're talking with Zach DeBoer. He is a going to be a council candidate coming up in the spring, and he's an urban planning advocate and small business owner in the arts. And we're going to talk a little bit about arts here right after the break. This is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO.